I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetas Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you space stay stayers and or people who are definitely on a beach island going to school? I'm Alan. I'm Molly. And I'm in the extreme teen competition. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, my I'm gonna God. I'm going to climb a rock wall from Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah. <laughs> what a confusing competition that we have to get into later. And this, everybody, is Zetas Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched Xenon Z3. That's true. I was excited. <sighs> Uh-huh. Were you? And then I felt away. Did you remember the second one of these? Movies? <laughs> yeah, did you I forget what happened? The second one felt like a warm hug. It did feel like a warm hug. Yeah. The, but here's the deal. I feel like it felt like a warm hug because at least we got to go to the space stay. We'll get into it. No spoilies. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No spoilies. From a movie from 2004. This movie's description is... The heroine sets out to win an important competition, but her dreams of success are jeopardized. The heroine? They the call heroine? her the heroine? She doesn't this get is a the name? third movie yeah, no. in this series. Xenon. The heroine? <laughs> this is literally just a copy the and paste directly from IMDb. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the heroine. <laughs> the heroine. <laughs> the heroine sets out to win an important competition. They don't, they don't name the heroine or the important competition. <laughs> or funny. that she's in fucking space. Like, that's a key element to the plot. Well, that part's assumed. Yeah, it's Xenon, <laughs> Z3. They're in space. They're yeah. not going to tell you who she is, but you just assume you she's You just got to know she's yeah. in space. Yeah. I mean, that adds yeah. up. Yeah, a lot of movies, she's not in space. Well, Do, that's think, true, but the true. whole thing... Okay, it's a whole space thing. It's the no, whole plot. I hear you. It's in the future. The like moon, specifically. Yeah. Mm. This movie was released on June 11th of the year 2004, and I've got to know, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No. no. I do remember it being promoted. I remember whenever Xenon would come back around. Yeah. But I definitely wasn't watching this by the time this one came no. out. No. Yeah, this, this um, wasn't on my radar. I think I've heard some of the songs. Um, I think you heard some of the songs because we listened to some of the songs on our drive oh, to the yeah. Star Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> While I was dressed like Xenon. Yes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But maybe I'd heard them before, too, because they probably would have been played like on Disney Channel at the time, but sure. I think we're kind of aging out yeah. of Disney Channel in general. At least from the, like this section of films in 2004, I'm just utterly unfamiliar with. And then, of course, like we, we have that until High School Musical in 06, right? So we've got an entire High School little Musical gap. really transcended generations. It did. Yeah. It did. It, it really did. The top song of the time was Burn by Usher. Let it burn if you done it. I don't know this song. Molly knows it really well. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, wait, we got to look it up. I now know it as well as Molly. Let it burn. Let it burn. Oh, here it is. You don't think it's as we go our separate ways. Stay in this relationship. Nice. I ain't happy, baby. Things I gotta deal with. Think that you should let it burn when feeling it. 
Don't you need to, but you know, gotta let it go. Cause yeah, this song's great. This is like, oh, it's gonna keep playing. Are we gonna let it keep running? Is that, is that what the plan is? Yeah, that's a good song. It was on the Confessions. I don't know Ursher. I mean, I don't Usher, know that Ursher song. Yeah, I did not know that song, but now I know part of it. So, yay. Go us. Mm-hmm. The top movie of this week uh, was one that I think we all know, and it is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Heard of it? Never heard of it. Oh wow, really? Shut is up, that Max. a sorry? Is that a movie? Oh, are you trying to Gilmore Girls me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's, uh, a book. it's a book. It's a book. It's a book. Oh, it's a book. Oh, it's based on a book. Yeah, it's based on a book. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, I learned. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Highest, <laughs> you know, selling books of all time, but it's fine. <laughs> I guess I missed it. It was wild. Can't wow. be that culturally relevant. Max? <laughs> <laughs> we have spent literally like 25 hours playing a board game based on it. We have. We Ringing have any that. bells? Wait, it's not, it's not based on that board game? No, that, oh, the book wow. is based on the game. Right, that's right. Yeah, okay. yeah. The game's the original. So the game that came out, they made a movie about that. Yeah, somebody did It's it. like The Last of Us. Yeah, somebody Harry did Harry Potter is like The Last of Us. A movie based on a, or a, a film and TV based on a game. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Except for they also did like a an adapted screenplay, if you like a comic book, like a film adaptation. Oh, they did that for the last. Yeah, of us too. yeah, you yeah. get it. So you without get it. the last of us, no Harry Potter. <laughs> that's what we've learned. Canonically, that's got gotta it. be okay, true. Got that's mm-hmm. gotta be mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have things to say about that movie, but this is not going to be a podcast about how inaccurate my favorite Harry Potter books adaptation is. There's just no any fucking... They didn't even put the fucking marauders in it. Lupin should not understand how that map works, but it's fine. All right. Anyway, <sighs> top news of the time as Molly processes that. Uh, the Nor- firebolt scene. Oh. We got to talk about that. At the end when he jets off with the fireball <laughs> and then it like ends with his like blurry face. Like, wee! That No, Sirius Weehaw. gives it to him. <laughs> 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 Will you be my partner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. News of the time. Norway becomes the world's second nation after Ireland to ban smoking in all bars and restaurants. Good job, Norway. I can't believe it was 2004 when this happened. Second's the first loser. <laughs> Way so to go, Ireland. Really good job to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and in sadder news, the show Hey Arnold ended. Arnold! Hey, Arnold. Move it, football head. Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, it, it ended, and Helga never never got to be with him. I actually don't know how it ends, so that she might have gotten to be with him. I just don't know. Are you both ready to talk about Xenon Z3? Yes. Yeah. Prepared. Okay. Let's get into it. The year is 2054. The event, the Teen Supreme Awards. What was the year of the set of the second one? Do we know? Uh, I can find out for you. Hold on. Xenon. She was fifteen. The year's twenty fifty one. It's been three years. She's three eighteen years. now. She's eighteen now. Yeah, got it. She looks a lot older. Like I feel like from the second one to this one, she looks and sounds much older. I uh, yeah, I hadn't done that math. I thought she was because of the. Because of the driving scene at the beginning, I sort of assumed she was 16. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I'll take 18. That's fine. Kirsten Storms was born uh, in 1984. This movie came out in 2004. She was 20. Yeah, I just I, I don't think she looks too old to be 18. I just think she there's a drastic difference, I think, what she looks like in between the second movie and the I third agree. movie. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, Much for sure. more 
apparent than the first to the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second event, other than the Teen Supreme Awards, is the Moonstock 54. I guess the moon's version of Woodstock. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be music festival for one band, maybe. Cosmic Blush. Yes, Cosmic Blush. A music festival for one band. Also known as a concert. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just putting that together. But they're, but they're connected, right? All of these kids are going to the moon. Yeah. Uh-huh. All these kids, I mean, like 400 teenagers. They have are to going to yeah. the fire festival. I mean, <laughs> moon festival, are going to the moon are going to Moonstock. They're going. They're boarding shuttles and going to the moon to both watch Cosmic Blush and see this eat competition. Sad cheese sandwiches. I mean, yeah, right. Eat at Burger right. Blast. Um, and eat at Moon Dog and and moon watch dog. this competition. I think the competition is. Part of Moonstock. I, I agree. It's also part of the Teen Supreme Awards. Whoever wins the contest will become the Teen Supreme. And only people... What a title. ...who had lived on the... Right? Only people who had lived on the space day could compete in the Teen Supreme yeah. Awards. Different space days, though. Yeah, any space day. Any space but an Earth, Earth teens need yeah. not apply. That's right. Which is weird because now, Margie was an Earth teen. Well, well, she, she moved had, up there in the she second. She did one. at one point live on the space day. Though. I suppose that's true. Speaking of Margie, she looks like a '50s housewife in the opening <laughs> scene with her hair. It's like a big bouffant. And then she said, "My new favorite phrase," which I don't remember them saying it in the other ones, but I could be forgetting. But she said, "Xenon's not shown up," and she's excited about it with fake nebula, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not going to get pancaked by Xenon," mm. and they refer to say get pancaked like eight times yeah multiple times so uh, like vega omega we do have to acknowledge fake nebula because when i say fake nebula i don't mean they recast nebula no 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 well they well Well, technically they they did recast back to the original casting we're gonna get nebula in a second but originally we had nebula as raven yeah Uh and then it went to i'm forgetting her name but the actress from color of friendship yes now it's back to raven but she's not really in it that much well she has three scenes all of which on a screen all of which i assume she recorded in her apartment yeah with a and then they just put a really fun green screen behind her it was like a zoom call at the beginning of the pandemic they that they couldn't bother to bring her in they (laughs) were like they're like no it's it's not that important you just just stay wherever you're at you got shit to do but it's fine but you're on that so right. Fake Nebula, aka Cassie, looks a lot like Nebula from the first movie. Like she's got the pigtails and the curly hair, yeah. and she's just like the replacement to be a trio with Xenon and Margie now. Yeah. yeah. But we've not met her before, right? Cassie? No, we've never yeah. met Cassie. They it's, made it seem like I should know her, but I didn't. I think it's Molly. You don't know Cassie? No. Now I do. We all know Cassie. It's, I guess it's like when I just learned about Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's. I think it's Nebula's cousin. Okay. Oh, okay. She. I think she so. did say she refers, say hey to Cassie for me, but yeah, I think okay. she refers to her. I could uh, maybe I. It happened quick, but I think that Nebula implies that Cassie or says outright that Cassie is related to her. Okay, that makes sense. That adds up. Okay, so while we've got this happening on Earth on a beach, we cut to Spas. And there is Xenon with the commander. Great to see you again, commander. Great to see you again, Xenon. And I'm only going to comment on it right now. You know what? That's not true. I'm going to keep coming back to this. Boy, these graphics. What a treat for my eyeballs. 
I mean, the pods are good. Yeah, the, the space cars that surely look real um, and have very real looking controls uh, that Xenon is crashing and everything as she's attempting to pass her pod driving yeah, test. She's trying to parallel park. Which is crazy because we're about to learn that pod racing, not the Star Wars kind, is going to be an essential part of the Teen Supreme contest. And question. she will have done it once very poorly. Speaking of Star Wars, yeah. when did the prequels come out? Uh, and, uh, sorry, 1997. So you're telling me that seven years before this movie, <laughs> yep. they had pod racing scenes that looked like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And these pod racing mm-hmm. scenes look like this. That is what we're telling you. you know uh, what, and Mom, I understand accurate. the budget was probably a little different, but I... It's also seven years seven later. Seven years later, yeah. you're still telling me. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. This, okay. this does look like... You know when you go to a bowling alley? <laughs> <laughs> is it the strike? And, like you get a, and, and they have the screens. And um, turkey, gobble, gobble. <laughs> and you throw the ball down the aisle. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 go on. And you get a 7-10 split. <laughs> and the two pins are computer generated on the screen and sort of taunt the bowling ball because you can't possibly hit both of them. Those graphics look kind of like better what I saw. And I will say they they lean pretty heavy on CGI. In this oh, movie. Yeah. yeah. They love a graphic. It's like Which a Windows 95 screensaver most of this film. is a bold choice. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that I was just like, wow, we are we are in. We are in. Like yeah. in the previous scene on movies, they mostly took place in the space day. And so they would do a shot from outside every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, Right. The space day. It's the 90s. It's the 90s. But this one... Yeah. Pretty heavily relies on multi-minute CGI sequences. (laughs) That means somebody was at Disney Channel and was like, this looks really good guys guys you've crushed (laughs) ship it like they're like get it out the door this racing is incredible yeah you know what we also really love apparently in xenon space dust we really love recycling that alien CGI from Xenon oh, the, the sequel. The, the space dust the wisps. wisps from yeah. Brave. Well, we did just get, you know, they used them for the ghosts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. they did. In uh, oh, the, the Scream Team. Kathy in and the Johnny. Scream yeah. Team. They did use them for the ghosts. They paid for that effect. They paid for this effect. To get Listen, moved, they are still used. paying it off. And now it's here to be a goddess. They're, Apparently, it's, it's, they're ready. But they it like it. it like goes through the car as Xenon's trying to parallel park, and it takes control of the car. Oh, it pushes them down to Earth. And no, Xenon drives them to Earth. Yeah, it bumps them out of the spot. Yeah, and then around, she sort of like yeah, it bounces. It. She sort of like goes hurling down, and then at some point gains control of the vehicle. And then she just is like, "LOL, fuck you, Commander Plank, and your parallel parking. I'm just gonna drive us." to the beach on earth and he's like he's just chill with okay (laughs) oh xenon it's like yeah there's a lot of like classic xenon it's just so yeah and but she gets a 48 percent, which i don't 
gets a 48 out of 50. Which is a 96 okay, so She gets a 96, which I don't see how that could be possible. She hit multiple when vehicles. She hits multiple vehicles. And technically, at one point, the car was completely out of control. And the computer wouldn't know that that was because it was haunted by a space goddess. The computer should just think she doesn't know what the fuck <laughs> she's doing. And yet she gets a 96 on her That's driver's correct. test. And to be clear, at this point, listener, we don't know it's a space goddess. I At this point, I was assuming this was just the aliens from the Z. Me too. Back. I thought they were like saying, hey. They're like, like, LOL, we're still here. Yeah, remember <laughs> us? Hey, guys, we were in that other movie. Yeah. We're back. We'll call back. They get uh, Xenon lands on Earth, and we. this is meant to just be effectively our, our info dump for the Teen Supreme Contest, where we learn about all of who's, con- you know, learn about our other contestants. We have Margie, we have Cassie, we have Xenon, and then we have this great uh, name, Bronley. Bro- Broad Bronley? Who's this guy? Bronley? <laughs> Bronley. <laughs> you okay? You couldn't get through that name, dude? Or? Dude, it's a weird fucking there name. There are also two other people, but we're going to write them out very quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't spend any time on them. It's just, here's Jason and, and like other Matt. guy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. As we introduce the Teen Supreme contest, we all, we have the aforementioned call to Raven, who is certainly in front of a green screen. She's certainly in Hawaii. I don't <laughs> yeah, know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> definitely in she's Hawaii. She's like, I love the sand and sun. It's like, okay. I, am I can feel it on my skin. <laughs> and the green screen didn't even work all the way. Like, her, her hair, hair would get lost in apartment. it. It would, like... <laughs> It was hilarious. It was horrific green screen. <laughs> it's like, wow, nice decorating, Raven. They spending all their money on the CGI. Yeah, they were. <laughs> That's true. Not on the green screen. I screens. think they sent Raven a big fat check and a green screen for her apartment. Like, I'm with you, Alan. I, I think they wanted her in it to, like, draw crowd back Put her name this is on the it, heyday of cheetah girls mm-hmm. and that's so raven and they're like people will watch this movie if she's in it Very but she's too busy to Simone. come to the space day mm-hmm. yep. yeah so in the scene we get introduced to the other contestants who are a part of the teen supreme contest and we get introduced to caesar flickerman who is going to run the contest mm-hmm. for these children uh on the moon really that's kind of the the entire draws hey we're gonna do this thing on the moon that guy's way of talking <laughs> <laughs> was great. <laughs> what do you mean, Max? It was totally normal. It was so wild. I I was so bothered by it. <laughs> if you're not here, you're nowhere. It, it just wasn't that. It, it didn't have that much rhythm to it. It was just like he just sort of floated through words in a way that I can't. What I can't you describe. Talking about Zena. He's like here. It's. It's my boy. I have to get like, <laughs> I, I'm so excited to see you on the moon. And then, by the way, his fucking words didn't line up with his lips. Like, Never. Like, I, I'm just, why is this a thing in DCOMs that the audio can't match the video? Why is this always a thing? Why? Why can I not watch a movie and not be so distracted by the fucking words being half a second off of what is happening on the screen? I'm just, I'm so bothered by it. You know what? It doesn't go away (laughs) this entire movie. You know where it's the worst is in the fucking music performances. Oh, Oh the lip syncing is so bad. bad. Just, just line it up. Like, I just can't. 
I can't handle it. And it's not even that they're bad at lip syncing because it's happening with spoken lines of dialogue that are not lip synced. Like I just, it's happening throughout the whole film. I, 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 I can't. Are you good? Are you good? I can't understand. This is your Bromley, man. You can't. Get, you can't handle the the bad lip sync, the I, dubbing. I just don't. I. Why every movie? Every time. Um, yeah. So while that's happening, we get introduced to the fact that Anne, Judy, and the commander are together, and they're adopting because. I, well, was, for, for okay. You're skipping an important part. Oh, yeah, we meet Sage. I'm sorry. There's a guy, a humanoid, I assume. A humanoid? Yeah, as the... Was was there ever an implication otherwise? Speak to that. No, the the goddess says that. She says, get the humanoids out of here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's because she's a goddess. (laughs) Yeah. And she's not a humanoid. Well, he is. That's true. Okay. I would agree with your assessment. Yeah, there it is. That is the line of logic that does work. His name is Sage. Uh-huh. And he is like, don't go to the moon. Humans know on the moon. He's anti-colonization. He's anti-moon colonization. And yeah. this movie is particularly ridiculous because it's on the moon. And I can't take any of it seriously. <laughs> Not that I would. Really? But it's hard to, like, literally, spoiler alert, they're going to be like, he wants to steal the moon. <laughs> like, a bunch of times. And then I'm like, what? is this a Minions movie? Like, what is going on? Uh, like, <laughs> I want to steal the moon. <laughs> that guy is I grew. would like to go up into the moon and steal it, please. Mama's going to do something very big. I am Groot. <laughs> it's not Groot. 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 I am Groot. You better watch. Yeah, you haven't even watched the Minions movies. <laughs> you have to watch five of them before Thursday. We have the Minions event. You better You're say- right. You can't go to the Minions event without having seen everything. I must be so informed, otherwise I'm wrong. He's, so, he's off to a bad start. But yeah. anyway, anyway, they say <laughs> they, here. they keep talking about the freaking moon and the plot to steal the moon. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Like, I, it's so stupid to begin with, but it just, it sounds so silly Would when you you're like. the moon if it was made of cheese? <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'm going to steal the moon. And it's like, what? <laughs> Sage. By, by, by squatting. <laughs> I'm going to, tell everybody. You wanna, we're gonna get into it. We got squatters' gonna, rights on the moon. Oh, yeah. is my, okay. we, we gotta get into it. We got it's so anyway, fucking crazy. Yes, we are introduced to Sage, who is a uh, protester. Protester, and there's also an ominous guy in a trench coat that who we, we don't, see twice. We don't really get much explanation. About <laughs> we him. don't know who the. Fu- I thought he was gonna be a villain. <laughs> I mean, security, too, but he like just like kind of looks like Sage, but then he's. In a trench coat, and he just like wa- I don't know. We see him two times. Oh, yeah. Security, yeah, but for who? We don't know. For the event, for the moon, yeah, for oh, moon stock, for moon stock, <laughs> for the moon. No, because he's the moon bodyguard. Until the very end of this movie, all of his lines were off screen. Like it would be <laughs> he didn't like, talk. Well, no, he did, but never when he was on screen. Like it would be a shoot of Sage, and you would hear a security guy go. Hey, you can't be here. And then it would cut to that guy not talking, <laughs> just being running, angry face, kind of he looking in his direction. Shy. And then again, then later it would be like, "Hey, green guy." And then it would cut to that guy being like looking around, like 
but he never talked on on screen until the very end of the movie. Yeah, as he was trying to usher people onto the uh, tour bus to save everybody. That's correct. That's yeah. the spoiler, everybody, but we're going to get there. First, we need to know that Commander and Judy are together and they are adopting a child. This child's name is Dasha, and this child is literally Helga Pataki-level obsessed with Xenon. Bringing it back to Hey Arnold, because again, it closed... <laughs> an issue with this world and uh, we're not gonna i'm not even gonna just one the, yeah well for right now um <laughs> in in terms of the xenon world yeah okay i want to take you back to xenon girl the 21st century tell me more uh-huh uh-huh do you remember aunt judy's house in xenon girl the 21st uh-huh. century i do how would you describe it eclectic beach it was quirky but like would you say uh futuristic no, no not at all she was intentionally not futuristic yeah how would you describe earth in general like um, it is right now like it is right now <laughs> interesting yeah except they had shuttles that would go yeah. up to the space day on a, but, on, but on a like, special occasion but like the restaurants looked the same the buildings looked the same yeah, yeah. Did you happen to look out their window in this movie? Because yeah. there are flying cars. Like, it is... We are suddenly Technology in, has just... It's unbelievable how fast it's progressed. <laughs> well, between the year 2038, when we started... Yeah. Wait, no. No, 2045? Yeah. I think is when we started, 2045? Yeah, in eight years, we've gone from... Normalcy. Our world right now to everyone having a flying car. Some of the main points of these movies are about the transportation from earth to space. And now Xenon is taking a driver's test to just drive a car to earth. from the space day to earth. Which like, that's a totally normal thing to do. Like, and, and I just, I had this thought on the driver's test as she was plummeting through the stratosphere. And I, I couldn't help but recall the fact that when one goes through all those different layers of our atmosphere, it superheats the exterior of multi-million dollar space vehicles today. These these rocket ships yeah. that go to and from space. No, not the penis-shaped ones. The ones built by an accredited government-sponsored uh, NASA, right? But I was like, this is a pod racer. Yeah. That is entering the atmosphere. Well, I i don't think that's true, Alan, because you could drive a Fiero to space. It's there, This did feel very fast true. and furious. You're right. True. That's what I know. Can't argue with that. That logic is sound. I just, I was bothered by like how it was, different. And it was hard to tell where they were. Like, I found it annoying because I was like, are they in space? Are they on Earth? Whereas in original Xenon... It's very obvious where they are. They're yeah. either in space or on Earth, and it's very, very clear. And I kept being like, where are they right now? And when they, like, when in the first scene, when she comes to Earth, it's like, oh, my tech isn't working. Like, this is all so old. We don't have any of the, any of the modern conveniences mm-hmm. on Earth. Like, there's such a difference between the space day and Earth in the first one. And now it's just like, no, we just go to and fro and, like whatever it's uh, there's almost this sense of like fuck it where everybody has the same shit now it's just do you live in space or do you not but we all have the same shit it was like they just didn't want to make another movie on the space day and so they just said yeah we'll just use what we have yeah a hundred percent 
Yeah, so we meet Dasha. Dasha is Judy and Commander's adoptive daughter who had been a foster child and was then adopted. Obsessed with Xenon. Um, and She's 14. She's she's 10. She's 14, though. The actress yeah. is 14. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the, in the movie, she I, is 10. I know. I just looked at her and said, no shot, she's 10. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're, you're, we're supposed to understand that outside of the fact that, again, Dasha has this like creepy hero binder of Xenon, she follows everything Xenon does because the only way Dasha eats her broccoli is because Xenon eats broccoli. Well, it's because mm. she's a foster child, so she gets bounced around a lot. And so she looks up to Xenon, who's like some kind of weird intergalactic celebrity because of all the like because saving of the, of the planets yeah. she's done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. This movie has too many plots. That's true. And yes. the entire Dasha plot could get cut as far as I'm concerned. Not the only one. Yeah, there's, there's no, multiple. There's multiple but this is the first one I think that can go because you think initially that Dasha is going to add conflict. You think that Xenon's going to not like Dasha and there's yep. going to be conflict and that Dasha is going to ruin things for Xenon. And that like almost happens, but then it doesn't. I don't know why she's in this movie. So it's not like she's a conflict. The... I guess it's to get Commander Plank and Judy places, but you'd think they could just come after Xenon. Because they have the last two movies. It doesn't... I don't care. I mean... Go go support their... uh, Niece. Niece in a competition. Like, I... Who is this person? Why Why is she in this movie? Why do we have her? Why do we have her? Like, and I almost wonder if it was in an effort to try to get this actress out there because they wanted to use her in other Disney stuff, but I don't know if she was in other Disney stuff. She wasn't in a bunch of stuff. Well then, that, then again, I don't know why. Like, cause the, cause the, the only other reason that I could possibly think would be to get her exposure before they put her on a show. The bit of like her dressing like Xenon, isn't. I don't know. It's like they thought it would be funny, and it's not. And then they just, uh, she is a useless character to me. Agreed. So we have Xenon go to a party where she meets Sage. Sage thinks that Xenon is a born leader, so that's why Sage needs Xenon help to save the moon. Then. They meet Bronley. Bronley's accent is wild. Inconsistent. I don't know where he is from. I know that he was on a space day, but he he runs through accents like crazy. He's really from Brazil. Oh. Mm. He has luscious locks, though. Great also, hair, Bronley. he's the Yellow Ranger in some of the Rain- Power Ranger stuff. Oh. I saw that. That's cool. Yeah. I had to do some IMDb-ing in this movie. Oh, you're not the only one. I imagine not. I'll tell you why in just a minute. But we get that he is... Basically good at everything. Yeah. Like well, he's, he's the male he, Xenon. He is like the youngest NASA um, trained astronaut. He is a, an Olympics champion. He is like all of these things. It's, he's multifaceted and great at everything. So he's going to enter the... Co- he, he's Xenon's biggest competition. Yeah. Right. And we'll never get resolution with him ever. Nope. Why is he in this movie? Nope. No idea. So maybe, to create a weird love triangle that's not really the point of the movie? I, I Yet again, why, why is this whole competition storyline in the movie? Like, could... Get them on the moon. Could maybe. they not just be teenagers wanting to go to a music festival and this whole movie works? Oh, they absolutely could. Right? But we have to, again... Or just teenagers that are in a competition. You don't need both. I think the competition is more interesting than the movie festival. Yeah, but they don't even resolve the competition. The competition. Like, they just fucking... Uh, it, it, they go all the way to the finals and then just go, whatever. 
Yes, that's it true. It never gets finished. That's true, but the music com- even know who wins. the music competition or the music is the first one again. So I'd rather than that. Oh, this entire film is just a repeat of the other films. I, Literally, I just you can call the entire plot out. It's Xenon is great at everything. Oh, Xenon. Oh, Xenon. Oh, Xenon. Xenon meets crazy character who's definitely CGI alien. Nobody believes Xenon because of conflict and because, oh, Xenon. Xenon tries to tell everybody it gets awkward for approximately 15 seconds. Random space dust shows up. Everybody believes Xenon. Conflict resolved. I was going to say, moment. nobody believes Xenon. Everybody believes Xenon immediately because the fucking DSX Machina comes in and lifts that dude into the sky. It's such a fucking crazy. Literally, Z3 is just the recycled plot of the other Xenon movies. This movie is fucking stupid. <laughs> but we've got to get through it. Okay. They decide <laughs> to go to. To a teen beach party. <laughs> not in space, on the beach. We know it's not in space because Xenon has approximately eaten 17 ribs from a brontosaurus <laughs> and she is leaving these picked clean ribs on oh her plate God. That sounds as she delicious. goes and meets oh Bronley. Then she gets cock-blocked by Dasha. That's Dasha true. stops her from making out with Bronley by popping up and being like, just kiss already. And Xenon's supposed to be mad, but isn't mad, but she's mostly worried that Dasha's gonna be out late for some reason, and then she goes, returns Dasha to Aunt Judy and Commander, and then covers for Dasha. Dasha's plot is fucking irrelevant. I don't know why she's here. These entire scenes, what? I don't know. My okay. favorite part is that she She's like, Dasha's like, that was major Lunarius that you covered for me. And Xenon's like, because I covered for you, I need you to do a favor for me. And I thought it was going to be like, cover for me while I go do this thing or help me with this other thing. Or like, I need this from, I need secret numbers from Commander Plank's office. Go get them for me. But she's like, be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) The favor I need is for you to be yourself because there's only one of you and you can be the best you, you can be, you don't need to be me, be yourself. And I was like, are we, is this a Dr. Seuss book? Like what is, like, why is this the plot now that let's talk about Dasha's room for a second. Oh my God. This is why I had to go on IMDb. Okay. Because on the wall of Dasha's room Uh is a poster. Yep. Protozoa. I'm aware. No, oh, 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 oh. I'm aware. I didn't know if Protozoa was in this movie because it's the third one. But when I saw that poster, sort of blurry in the background, I said, "That's not Protozoa." Uh huh. It's it, not. It's not Protozoa. It's not. And I IMDb it to yeah. be like, "That's not Protozoa." Correct. And then they show us Protozoa. Yeah. And that's not remotely the same person. <laughs> no, nope, no. different guy. And I and I beg of you, I I see Molly. Do you want to yeah. talk about Protozoa? Why the fuck is he in this movie? <laughs> no goddamn reason. For starters, Nathan Anderson, who's playing Protozoa now, he's not even British. I don't know if his stellar accent, <laughs> is or not, but that that man is from Duluth, <clears throat> Minnesota. That's true. Oh wow, that's true. He didn't go to a. An acting academy in London. Yeah, after graduating from St. Olaf University. It didn't University. help with his accent. But. Why have we? Why do we have a dossier on this man? <laughs> because, because I had to know things. Because St. Olaf is where Rose on the Golden Girls is from, and I chuckled when I was on IMDb reading oh. some information about this man. Okay, but. The thing about Nathan Anderson. Oh my God! <laughs> we got to use him. Apparently, Dis- but just. Dis- 
like beyond playing fake protozoa uh-huh. he he showed up in uh as andrew in an episode of a great sitcom will and grace okay love will and grace okay great um in will and grace one of the most memorable episodes uh guest starring as owen matt damon oh Matt Damon showed up. We all love oh. Matt Damon. You know when I love Matt Damon? I love Matt Damon when he plays Linus mm. in Ocean's Eleven. I do love oh, Ocean's Linus 11. is great. And uh, who's your favorite of the Ocean's crew? Daniel Ocean. Oh. He's hard. He, I mean, yeah he's, yeah. he's hard not to love. I like Rusty. Oh, oh well, Rusty's Rusty? really good. Brad Pitt played Rusty. Are we we're going to do Friends? No, we're not going through Friends. Damn. Uh Brad Pitt, he plays Lieutenant... Aldo Rain and Inglorious Bastards. Oh my god. We're gonna be hunting Nazis. A great I want my scalps. Great movie. (laughs) And who's he going up against but Colonel Hans Landa, played by Christoph Waltz, who played a character called Max. Oh. In a uh, in a film called Our God's Brother. Mm. And Our God's Brother was written by Pope John Paul II. What? 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 (laughs) Yeah. No, no, you shut up. I have to look at you. No. What? Pause the podcast. You're kidding me. It's called Our God's Brother. What, why would I make that? God's how would I make that up? Brother. No, 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 no. I got to hope John Paul II. Pope John fucking... Paul II, prior to being the Pope, was a noted television and screenplay No writer. fucking shot. No, no, no. Holy shit. <laughs> Writers. <laughs> I... I... I, Alan's reading this like it's the first time he's ever heard this. If yeah, I just, as if I didn't tell him 40 seconds ago. I know. Yeah. There are two user reviews. I have to read them. Sorry, go on. Pope John Paul II makes a quick cameo appearance as himself in Armageddon. <laughs> I love that we went through the fucking Pope. Holy shit. By the way, I just want to read the title of one of these reviews for Our God's Brother, and it was, thank God the Pope didn't keep his day job. (laughs) 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 Oh, God, that's funny. funny. Sorry I didn't have Catholics listening, but that's very amusing. Oh, so, yeah, the Pope shows up in Armageddon, um, with its archival footage of the Pope, but they did use it and it is credited on IMDb. Love that. Uh, also in Armageddon, we have co-pilot Jennifer Watts, played by Smart House's Jessica Steen. Oh. She also plays a uh, recurring character agent Paula Cassidy on NCIS, mm-hmm. where a gentleman named Jamie Elman appeared for one episode as a realtor, but I know Jamie Elman as voicing... Rancis Flutterbutter. No shot. Wreck It Ralph, mm. one of the many Sugar Rush racers. Max wow. and I love that film equally. Yep. Now we both know it's mid. We both know it's a top 10 Disney film. Um, <laughs> playing the, the titular character of Ralph, you have John C. Riley, who plays Corman Day in the Guardians of the Galaxy, where mm-hmm. he works for Nova Prime, mm-hmm. played by Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. One of Glenn Close's most famous roles is when she plays Alex Forrest in Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. In Fatal Attraction, there is a character, a friend of Michael Douglas's named Jimmy, and Jimmy is played by Stuart Pankin, who in the Xenon universe is Commander Plank. There you hey, go. Hey, Commander Plank! You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. 
What a what a great introduction to Armageddon going is our through, protozoa. Going through Pope John Paul II That's, is was not on my. That's pretty good. I was, I was a little tickled when I when I realized Molly's that was out, possible. Molly's coming out swinging for next year's Man Fam Awards <laughs> yeah, by yeah. by going through the Pope. Yeah, yeah. You got, if you don't pick the Pope for best <laughs> guest star or Armageddon. Yeah, that's that. I mean, no. hey, listen, that's going against the Lord. Um, okay, so we have to get this competition going. We've got to get back up to the moon. We, okay, I'm going to mention this. We don't have to linger on it because it's worthless. We have a subplot where Dasha thinks that no, her no, family no, no. wants to send her back to the foster home. First things first, Xenon has a dream where she's talking to Neil Armstrong. Oh, shit. And she's wearing a trendy outfit on the moon. And then she's talking to Margie and Cassie, and they both had the same dream. And you're like... What are the odds that all three of us had a dream about Xenon on the moon without a spacesuit talking to Neil Armstrong? And I was like, mind control plot? What the fuck is happening right now? Thankfully, no, not mind control plot, just inexplicable nonsense is what this is. It's kind of mind control. It's not mind control. It's a force giving them visions. Dream, dream, dream weaver. Yeah, something like that. It's it's ambiguous goddess power. Yeah, well, we don't know it's goddess yet. It's just currently it's spooky times. They're having spooky same dream times. Okay, I have a question about this competition, Alan. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I can answer this, but I can try. How did they? How did they qualify for this competition? No Margie and Cassie. Fucking clue. Like what? Why are these six kids competing? <laughs> because, because we know the them. first competition is a race, and we know Xenon just got her license. I wrote the same so, thing. So d- did she not have to do any qualifying races? Like with, she how, must not how have. Did we, there were many teenagers on that beach that day, and these are the six that get to compete. Why? Oh, I no fucking. You know clue. what, Max? Instead <clears throat> of explaining that. Uh-huh. We're going to have a, as Alan was starting to say, a classic eavesdropping mix em up mm-hmm. where you overhear yeah. one thing, but they're talking about another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and Dasha's going to think that Commander Plank wants to give her back. But really, he's talking about a dog that, that they got for Dasha, that they got for her. He's talking about a puppy. A puppy. And uh, and it's stupid because she runs away and hides in the back of Xenon's space pod but again we didn't need that we if we have to have dasha why can't she just be going to cheer on her cousin mm-hmm. you know a great question so anyway they race because i'm gonna treat that like the movie treats that plot line and they just throw that to the side what a ridiculous thing that they added to this film like i liked the race scene the race scene was no i'm talking about the dasha scene Oh. The Dasha scene of her misunderstanding. Like, if it's Dasha just, really wants to be Xenon, she would sneak onto the ship anyway because that's just the shit that Xenon would do. That's true. It just doesn't... It's like she overhears this thing and then the next time she talks to Xenon, Xenon's like, oh, they were probably just talking about the dog. There's no conflict. No. It None. just gets resolved. Yeah. She goes... I think they don't want me. And Xenon's like, nah, they're talking about the puppy. And then she goes, the, you don't even have the same color eyes, they said. Conflict resolved. Right. Done. It's, there's so much this movie. I don't know why she's in this movie. I don't know why Protozoa is in this movie. I don't, I don't know why we can't get resolution to this fucking competition. I don't know. Like, uh, what is happening? How, how did we get from one of the most iconic DCOMs, period, to this? 
how the mighty have fallen. Truly. But you know what we got? A pod raised through space. Dude, this scene is crazy. The graphics, stunning throughout. It's just so great. As established, Xenon has only driven once before this, so naturally she can't come in first, but she still has to qualify. And she qualifies through the help of space dust that once again comes to aid her she in the cheats. final moments. Yeah, well, she doesn't cheat. The space dust cheats, and she is a benefactor of the cheating. And you are, you are made to believe that's okay because Cassie... Gets knocked off course by the space dust, and no, no, no. Cassie gets knocked off course because Xenon cuts off Bronwyn. Bronwyn misses the buoy, has to come back around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And when he's driving circled to back around, he and Cassie miss each other, and Cassie goes spinning off. And so Cassie loses control of her vehicle, which causes Xenon to be like, I'm going to help. And then she flies next to her and she goes, follow me. The issue wasn't she was lost. She's in <laughs> fucking space aiming for the moon. I think she knows where she's going. It's not a question of where do I go? She couldn't control the car. How does follow me help her control her fucking car? Maybe, no idea. Maybe it's like a car's car where it has a mind of its own. <laughs> And it's just driving for her. And Xenon wasn't talking to Cassie. She was talking to the car. Yep. But don't worry. They all end up safe. Xenon is qualified. And as they enter this little dome on the moon, the colonization of the moon is happening as Sage has predicted because it's filled with restaurants and new potential franchises. My favorite of which is Moondogs. The the hot dog stand on the moon. Some burgers too. Blast mm, like burgers. Bang bang burgers or yeah. something like that. And then we cut away to wait, is this when we cut away to Protozoa? Protozoa the this whole time has been Protozoa. talking to his Alexa, which can fly, but yeah. it's an Alexa. And it's his agent. <clears throat> and the agent of his droid is effectively like, Hey man, you're old news. And it's like, I'll never be old news. Everyone um, wants he refers to himself in the third person a lot. <laughs> at least he he kept that acting note from the first protozoa, right? He's like, like he, Everyone consistent. loves protozoa. They want to see me on the space stay. I'm going to the fucking moon. Why couldn't they at least do his hair the same way? Why nah, couldn't he chain. be the same skin tone? <laughs> why couldn't he be the same fucking guy like, why if you couldn't get the same guy does he need to be in the movie like as exactly. soon as he can't be in the movie you're like this is not we don't need you this. can mention him i understand protozoa a part of xenon iconic but his story is that no one cares about him <laughs> so maybe just don't have him be in the film feature the new artist and you can be like oh protozoa produced this new yep. artist yeah oh protozoa can't make it but he sent his new protege this artist along like yep. there's so many ways to include protozoa and not have a different guy yep it'll be so much better they could give they could have given the actor the old raven simone treatment and just sent him a green screen seriously and had him just like call in Nah, they gotta have him there for a concert at the end also it should be clear protozoa shows up two times before going to the moon both of the scenes are the same he's getting roasted by his droid because he wants to be on the moon and nobody's letting him go to the moon for Firefest. but while that's happening, everybody, all the contestants have made it to the moon. The contestants and the spectators are on the moon at the settlement in the weird little college class auditorium setting. And Caesar Flickerman is up front and he's like, let's talk about the contest. And then Sage has somehow snuck his way onto the moon and set up a big ass banner 
above the screen that is now showing, hey, here's the contest, because we're, it's supposed to give us some exposition of what this actual contest is. Sage interrupts it and pulls down this banner. I just want to know, when did he have the time to set this up? It is elaborate. How did he sneak that up there? Yeah. We saw him sneak onto the transport. Yeah, but did but he have that banner in his pocket? didn't see him set up that banner. That's a big banner. That's a big banner. <laughs> Do you think he made it on the moon? Whoa. Or did he, he bring it with some, him? And if so, where did he put it? He found he some. Carry it. He found some scrap canvas. I mean, technology is so advanced now. Uh-huh. That's true. Why did he need a banner? Why <laughs> couldn't he just have projected something? <laughs> why couldn't he just hack the display? Like, why does he need a canvas banner? <laughs> he has to go out on the like, stage, for like un- unroll. Yeah, like, there's all, there's like all these people, and this motherfucker walks out on stage in total view and pulls a comically large rope <laughs> to release. His banner and it slowly unfurls. Over the- Why could he's he should have hacked into the tech or he should have had like a little projection device that he could have used, like a hologram or something. Oh man, anything other than a canvas, I think, would have been acceptable in this instance. But no, we got a canvas. Huh. And Xenon stands up for him, and now Xenon is marked by Caesar Flickerman as an accomplice. So and then C- Caesar Flickerman's plot is to steal the moon, which is. Oh my God! Steal and colonize uh, the moon. Yes. Steal the moon. But they're on the moon for yeah. the concert. They're yeah. actually by the Sea of Tranquility, where Neil uh, Armstrong landed and planted the flag. That's true. Uh huh. It's an important plot point. Oh, I know, but I just this plot is so stupid. That's, I agree. I'm just having. A, That's true. But don't worry. Here's what they're make it on better. the his, moon. His plot, the plot, his motivation is to because he's going to yeah, steal he's the moon. Be, and the way he's going to do that is he's <laughs> tricked all these teenagers yeah. to come to this festival. Uh huh. And then he's not going to let them leave. Sure. And by squatters' rights, yeah, he will be the first one, and they're going to build a a colony. Yeah. Around this. Yeah. Who? The teenagers? No, the no, 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 his, no, no, no. His, he, his the space construction. Man. Because they drop off. This becomes a pop point. Later. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they drop, drop off, off the, all the kids. And then all the transports leave to go to get go the equipment. Get all the equipment Did, and construction so that they can build a massive like whole station yeah the villages over the weekend okay (laughs) they're gonna build the villages um the moon's friendliest hometown sure i believe all of that but wait do they ever let the very very important question is the reason they brought the teens is because they're gonna have them populate this place I think so that was my follow-up question: Is do the teens ever get to leave the moon in this plan, or are they? Is this I don't now? Know. Is this now? I think it's kidnapping. kidnapping I'm pretty sure it's kidnapping. It feels like kidnapping. I'm pretty sure it's kidnapping. It feels like a movie about trafficking, which is not. Yeah, that's a plot. And the need. argument is, he can do this. Because he's not the first person to the moon, but Neil Armstrong left. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so because mm-hmm. Neil Armstrong left, he doesn't get Do you think Neil Armstrong rights. knew that he could have had... He could have just the claimed moon. the moon. He could have just yeah. had stolen the moon. He had the moon. Well, what do we think Neil Armstrong feels about Z3? We need, we need him to weigh like, in. You know what I thought when I was watching this was like... That could have been me. I'm like watching the scenes of Xenon. We haven't gotten there yet, but I'm watching the scenes of xenon bouncing around on the moon like and i'm going man anybody that doesn't believe the moon landing <laughs> this, is this is 2004 this is 40 years later and it looks less believable 
than the actual than the actual fucking footage. Forty years in, I'm like, what? What did you think happened? <laughs> no soundstage forty did years ago could have done that. that. They did a better job forty years before. <laughs> Oh god! Imagine like, that grainy ass fucking footage looks better than this movie. Oh. <laughs> you know who the real chump is though, Buzz Aldrin. He oh, man. he could have had Buzz. he, he could have stolen the could have stolen the moon. Like he probably the whole way up could have been thinking, oh man, Neil's gonna get the moon, and then Neil passes on the moon. Buzz could have gotten the moon. Yeah, Buzz is the real victim here. He didn't uh, take it either, and now this guy's gonna take it. Yep. You know what uh, makes this all better is Xenon has another dream, and this time she's in the spacesuit, uh, and then this woman appears. Who from is the that death. woman? No, I did. No, I've never who explained. Who is that? Never I explained. know how this movie ends. Who is that? Nobody. No, we don't know. <laughs> I thought that was a different person. <laughs> I thought it was the moon goddess. <laughs> nope, that? not the moon goddess. Who the fuck is that? Not, you think it's the moon goddess, but it's not gonna be the moon goddess. But what <laughs> That's this a different person? What this person does? <laughs> Because the moon goes is three feet tall and works in hot topics. <laughs> she listens to so much my alchemical romance. She fucking loves it. She, she, she loves Moonshine City soundtrack. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh. Oh, but you're forgetting the part. You're forgetting the part where Protozoa comes to the moon and no one gives a shit that he's there. <laughs> that yeah, because they recast him. <laughs> yeah, he's that's later. Yeah, no, that's no, later. No, 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 we just gotta say that the fucking the fucking dream is this random ass woman that we'll never see again and she just points at the American. <laughs> 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 she just, she just, she just Xenon, she removes her helmet into the vacuum of space and points at the American flag. She plays charades. She plays charades. Silently points at the American flag on the moon as if to say, Neil Armstrong has squatted her First. You gotta defend Neil. <laughs> oh God. Ooh. Do you oh, think God. Neil Armstrong could sue this movie for libel? Oh, well, this is a hundred years later, so he's unfortunately not around. <laughs> oh God. Ooh. Well, <clears throat> after this suffocation charades moment. <laughs> we we move on to where oh god everybody has the same dream again which is weird that everybody else had to live that moment with xenon <laughs> i don't know who that woman is um i'm gonna mention this we don't have to come we don't have to spend time on it but Bronley calls sage a green bean which is perhaps my favorite insult that i've ever heard and i'm yeah. gonna use it also we're setting up our we've kind of already set it up but they bring it around again uh, yet another plot point that doesn't matter and that that's xenon is in a the weakest love triangle of all time because mm. she's like kind of into Bronley, and you know they've got the whole like oh we're competitive and winners flirtation going but there's also the 
enemies to friends to yeah. lovers yeah flirtation sage, yeah. going with sage but uh, there, it's not going to be real serious with either it's again a plot point we don't need 100 you know another plot whole point movie we, is a yeah, plot point yeah i agree need. i agree another one just to add fuel to the fire is apparently there are strange weather events happening on earth and also cows floating <laughs> uh i would argue just, we do need this because it gave me the beautiful vision of raven in cgi hawaii with cgi snow over top the cgi Mm -hmm. hawaii dodging frozen and i really liked it and she's like this is not how i wanted coconut shaved ice and it's great oh god uh this is right now is when protozoa shows up yeah Uh, nobody likes him anymore because he's 31 they want to see cosmic blush yeah she's like xenon goes you're not that old it's you're not old till you're 30 and he goes, I'm 31. And she's like, ugh. And I thought, yikes. Wow. Well, um, all right. Thanks, Z3. I feel thank attacked. Thank you, Xenon. I just, I, he comes on the ship uninvited. Yep. And all these girls run by him. Mm-hmm. They like get excited. And he's like, yeah, it's me. And then they're like nar and and <laughs> they run past him and i'm like that's because you're not protozoa you're you i don't know who you are yeah it's not because you're <laughs> but you're you're not protozoa nope they have it correct there there's identity theft happening right here correct and and they know so they run after cosmic blush then protozoa is the opener to cosmic blush which is a blow to his pride. So we have that subplot happening. And then we have this weird sort of connection between Caesar Flickerman and Bronley because Caesar Flickerman wants Bronley to win because Bronley's loyal. This is where he's like, hey, it's my boy. I can, can I call you Bron? To see you come here tomorrow. God, his voice pattern is so weird. Uh, then. Caesar Flickerman sabotages Xenon's climbing wall from Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, I, you know, all I could think, I, I'm, I am willing to suspend disbelief. From, I, I mean, you have to for the whole movie. Yeah, but all I could think was like, I looked at, I looked at the four walls, and they were all exactly the same. Uh huh. And no one would notice if hers just didn't have a hold that everyone else's had. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Why would they? Remember, he, he Max, just removed a hold. Like every wall is exactly the same. Except Xenon's doesn't have a hold. Why not just make the four climbing walls look different? <laughs> no, it'd be too easy. Can't do that. Also, I just want to say, protozoa, fake protozoa, protozoa. Play Supernova Girl or play nothing. Seriously. Not Galaxy is on. No one gives a shit about any other song in these movies. If if we're not zoom, zoom, zooming, then my heart's not boom, boom, booming. <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. If you're going to be a cosplayer of Protozoa, the least you could do is sing his number one hit. Seriously. Yeah. Got to. If you're going to be a tribute band. A cover band. Yeah. Play the hits. <laughs> yeah. That'd be like going. Know to your a, role. That'd be like going to a, uh, like a Michael Jackson cover band. And like, they're like, we're just going to play Ben. Right. <laughs> you're like, could we get, I don't know, Thriller. Beat no. it. No. Nope. No. Ben. 
Yeah, so we move. So by the way, let's let's do a count of everything that's happened for the Supreme Space Teen contest. We have driven pod racing, and now we're going to do a climbing wall. I just don't get the climbing wall as an event in this. <laughs> Max, like, is, Max is over. It. I just see Max this is dead. Is not fucking Camp Hope in heavyweights when they've got the big relay at the end. Like, why are we doing a climbing wall? Why is this the most imaginative thing we can think of for? The- they're in fucking space. <laughs> They're in fucking space. They're on the fucking moon. And your fucking competition is climb a dick sporting good wall. Not to mention, like, isn't there not gravity? Couldn't they just climb it? Really well, easily? I mean, they have a gravity matrix clearly on this space because they're able to I just, walk just fine. Why are they not doing something themed to fucking space? Oh, God. <laughs> it's a good question. Why but are these people competing to be the teen supreme? Why them? What because did, it's Xenon. She's got to win. Yeah, what did Margie do? Tell me what Margie did to earn her place. More I, importantly, tell money. me what Cassie did. We've not even I've seen Cassie till now. At least Margie's been in all the movies. What? Oh, where's 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 our our guy from the last one that did the alien translating? Why isn't he competing? Oh yeah. Why well, he's on the space stay? Where he's where's the so, movie should be set? They were on the space stay. I'm angry. At this, this should movie. be like the race at the end of heavyweights, where there are different. Like, there's, like, a knowledge section. There's, mm. like, a trivia section. Well, Molly, this is the last event we're going to see. Yep. We're never going to determine who nope. wins this competition. <laughs> so we go to the, the wall climbing event. Xenon gets help from the space dust again. Then she comes in second. And she, Bronley accuses her of cheating. Caesar Flickerman's be, mad about. Let's be clear about what that means. She reaches for the hold. It's not there. Everyone else has a hold. She reaches for it. It's not there. And then... A tentacle, uh, uh, a sparkly tentacle, wraps around her wrist and pulls her hand like, like Michael Jordan at the end like of Space Jam, like Mister Fantastic. <laughs> it stretches her arm and and allows her to reach the next hold up, and she then can win. And apparently, this happens. In full view, because Bronwy sees the space tentacle and accuses her of cheating. Also, though, it takes 30 seconds for this to happen. Mm -hmm. These rock walls are not that high. They're not. You could have won by now, bro. Mm. Yeah, truly, this is an indictment on his athletic prowess. All three of them stop and stare at Xenon not being able to make it up. And it's like, if you're in a competition... That's you're thrilled by that. You got to yeah. keep going. What got me is that they all watched this happen. <laughs> they all watched the dust tentacle carry Xenon up the wall. And then they get down. And after like a very delayed reaction, Bronley's like, I have something to say. Xenon cheated. And I don't think these results should be counted. And this is the part of every Xenon movie where everybody turns on Xenon. Mm hmm. We have to have it because not only is it uh, Bronley turning on him, this is when like, all right, well, like Xenon technically won, but we got to count it. And then her friends are like, you cheated. Why didn't you tell us you were cheating? And Xenon's like, well, everybody expects me to win. So I've got to win. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Oh yeah. That was another subplot we had to bring in is Xenon's like, I don't want to call it imposter syndrome, but Xenon's like 
place only places value in the fact that she wins things, but it's mm-hmm. only for that one line, so it's fine. Yeah, I just don't understand this at all. It's not like there's no impetus to it other than to be like, well, now I got to go find out where the space dust was. We've all had this dream. I'm going to take an unscheduled spacewalk. And much like the first film, how the fuck does nobody notice? Where are they keeping all the space suits? I, I don't get it. Like she knows the code to the piece of printer paper that beeps that the, they punch the code in that we see Caesar Flickerman punch before. And she goes out into space. Well, that, she... She has motivation. Well, yeah. She has motivation before that. She talks to Sage and she, he reveals that he has discovered the plan that the, that, uh, they're going to try to get squatters rights. And there's this whole plan for a whole city on the moon and shit. And then she's like, but that's my dream. Neil Armstrong. He's like, oh, it's really close to here. And so then she has this realization that she needs to go to where the American flag was pointed to. Mm-hmm. And there the truth will be revealed. So she goes. So she takes a spacewalk <clears throat> in a spacesuit. We didn't make it to the moon first, right? We were the first we were people, the to, first walk people to walk on the moon. Yeah. So the moon is ours. Well, we left. <laughs> we that, don't have squadron. Based rights. on this movie, we don't have squadron. We left. We left the moon. Russia didn't make it first. Nope. They made it into space first. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they they don't even get a quarter of the moon. They left space. They yes. Yeah, they didn't is even ours. stand on the moon. <laughs> yeah. No. No. We we didn't just stand. We walked and we planted our flag. Yeah. Allegedly. No. No. It's there. You can use a Alleg- telescope and see it. Allegedly. Okay. I, Max told me it was in a green screen in a, mm-hmm. uh, in a everyone studio listening? building in, in Every, Hollywood. Everyone listening? We landed on the moon. Allegedly. We landed on the moon. Allegedly. It was not a green screen. Allegedly. It happened. Allegedly. Okay. No way. <laughs> okay. We were there. Allegedly. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Xenon. Yeah. But for real. Okay. Uh-huh. If I went to the moon now. Uh-huh. Can I take that American flag down? Yeah. They're not still there. Well, no, it's, it's, well, if it's there. Is it, it got there? blown up. We just saw it get blown if up it's in there. this scene. No, but if for, it's there. for real, would it be there? Yes. Allegedly. Oh my God. <laughs> but could I put like a flag of Kronk's face on the moon and now Kronk owns the moon? Sure. If you want well, to. No, it's not. The flag being there doesn't mean ownership. Kronk has to come you with the flag. You have to have on. squatter's rights. Kronk has to come with the flag. from this movie is that as soon as you leave, you give up your squatter's rights. But, you forfeit all rights Kronk of ownership. And I could go Neil Armstrong can't have it because he left. Oh my God. But the flag's there. Sure. It is. You just, okay, littering doesn't mean you own something. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but for real. You, it's just a litter. Doesn't do mean people you get are ownership. just people just being nice and not taking it down? Who's who, people haven't who, gone back to the moon? Who the fuck do you think is up there? No one's been on the moon since Neil Armstrong. I'm sure aliens oh, have I mean, been by me like what oh, dickhole put that on oh, there. Allegedly we went. <laughs> oh my Other people have God. walked on the moon since Neil Armstrong. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. No. <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Who my, has walked on the moon? That's my favorite bit I've ever run. <laughs> I can't. Twenty-four people have walked on the moon. Allegedly. <laughs> Jesus. I want you to know that Glenn McMillan, aka Bronley Hale's picture, is the Yellow Ranger. 
on IMDb. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm. Can, I like can that. confirm that. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Max. <laughs> okay. That that I can confirm is true. So Xenon goes to the Sea of Tranquility where the American flag is definitely planted on the moon. Allegedly. Okay. I just I just want to quickly, yes, Molly, I think that there's a respect factor that's being treating the, the American flag on the moon. I don't know. Wikipedia, which I understand is not always the best source says the United States is the only country to have successfully conducted crewed missions to the moon. Yeah. So no yeah, one we, else we, would we've walked on. It. Yeah. Well, I but know like, we have, but I just meant if, allegedly. if but, I just meant if Canada goes to the moon, are they going to put their flag up I, there too? Plant maybe, that maple leaf, baby. Maybe. I don't, I, know I don't the rules. think Canada is going to go to the moon, <laughs> but if, you know, if they did, um, Oh my God. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my God! Oh my God! Mm-hmm. They could. I mean, Canada doesn't even exist. Jesus <laughs> Christ! And now you're really reaching. Yeah, actually, maybe more believable than a fake country who get up there. I want you to know something, Max. This is a pause in a moment in time. At well, I just got back from Gen Con. At Gen Con, somebody mentioned they were from Canada, and I forgot that I was not talking to the two of you. And I turned to them and looked them dead in the face and said, "Fantasyland," and they looked at me like I was insane <laughs> because it is an insane thing to say to somebody in real life. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh. Why? Yeah, um, nobody's visited the moon in over fifty years. Allegedly, is it? Is it because? I just want to talk about this It's because it's really hard. It's very hard to get It's really hard. So it's just like we did it. We're good. Yeah. There's really not a whole lot of benefit to going up there. Although Uh we we are uh, talking about going back now, actually. It is a rock that, if we know anything from this movie, controls the weather on Earth and also controls the gravitational pull over dairy cows. And it seems very important. So it makes sense that we'd go back. We, We are... Uh, there have been recent conversations about going back to the moon. Interesting. Maybe going for the first time. Me and you could (laughs) go. Let's go to the moon. Mammoth Club goes to the moon, baby. Okay, so Xenon makes it to the Sea of Tranquility. Oh my God! (laughs) Xenon makes it to the Sea of Tranquility! Do you think there's lava? Do you think there's lava on the moon? Uh, I don't. I I mean, I give up. I give up. I give up. We've never been, so we can't. I give up! <laughs> we could probably bring some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Xenon makes it to the Sea of Tranquility. Yes, and she meets Selena, the goddess of the moon, the who is a hot topic of the employee. Moon. Yeah. She's a very different person than who was in that fucking dream. <laughs> but did, did she or did she not start at like three feet tall? She was so small. And then she'd be, uh, then in one scene, she's three feet tall. And then in the next scene, she's eye to eye with Xenon. And the next scene, she's space dust. What do you want? Like, she's just going to be how she wants to be. I did love that she was dressed as, uh, as an emo person. Like, (laughs) she had a fucking spike collar on. Like, there was some, what what is her fashion? Dark green lipstick. Is this because she was feeling angsty? Like, why is she dressed like that? In a plaid skirt. I mean, with, I also shopped at Hot Topic when I was in high school, but why is this moon goddess shopping at Hot Topic? Well, she's got to be relevant for the kids. She said, I, I I think she did say, like, I can't show up like this or no one will take me seriously or something, and that's why in the dream I was like... Oh. Then show up like you're in the dream. Yeah. Then why are you here now like I can't this? take you seriously like that. 
Like, yeah. You look like you bought a graphic tee from the <laughs> West Town Mall. Exactly. You know, like I, I don't exactly. know what's happening right now. Selena threatens Xenon with mass murder of those individuals who are on the moon. She Children. wants all the humans off the moon. Uh-huh. She actually says, and I quote, get them off me. Which I was uncomfortable with. And and she says humanoids. This is where I got mm-hmm. humanoids from. And then she's like, here's what I'll do. And then makes gravity real powerful on Xenon in the moment. Then we realize that Dosh is there. Dosh's oxygen tube connected to nothing. There's nothing there. Her suit's entirely different from Xenon's. There are tubes that just aren't connected. They forgot to plug those in. Somebody must have realized it on the set, though, because the next time we see Dasha in a full frontal on the suit, uh, she has those tubes plugged in. Uh they have to race back to the moon hut because they're running to out of oxygen. Stock. Yes, to moon stock because they're running out of oxygen and they realize they're locked out. So they get inside by banging on the door. Mm-hmm. Who should open it up but Sage? No one could have predicted that. Everyone uh, casually apparently knows that Selena is a moon goddess because at first mention, Sage is like, oh, the moon goddess? Also, Sage is wearing a rain jacket from Disney costuming. Oh, for That's sure. That's true. For sure. Now, Selena, the moon goddess, is part of their their branding. That shouldn't be surprising. She's brand. She's a part of the branding of Moonstock. Correct. Selena, the moon goddess, is everywhere. Yeah. Now, her being real, I, I think less people are convinced of that. Right. It's funny how it's a trend that people are not convinced about things happening on the moon. <laughs> Xenon goes to the auditorium. Seems like... <laughs> where they are attempting to announce seems like there's a lot of hard to believe i am ignoring this you know i <laughs> seems like there's a lot of hard to believe things that happen on the sea of tranquility and what's what what is stopping me from realizing that selena left that flag there i went to the moon how do we know Selena didn't put that flag there? Proof that I didn't. <laughs> I can't, Max. I can't prove that. You know, I can't. Is that what you want from me? Is that what you want? <laughs> I can't prove. Show us your moon dust. I left it up there. <laughs> oh my you take God. a souvenir. Yeah. You can't go to the moon and not get a souvenir. No, things the way you found them. Leave only footprints, take only memories. That's right. what you're doing. On the moon. One set of footprints. (laughs) Oh, my God. From when I carried you. (laughs) From Pope John Paul II. Later (laughs) Playwright. (laughs) 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 What is happening? Oh my god. This fucking thing makes as much sense as this movie. <laughs> okay. Xenon goes to the auditorium after resolving any conflict with her friends. They're like, we're friends again. Goes to the auditorium and is like, everybody, Selena's going to blow up this moon stock. We got to get off. Caesar Frickleman's like, no, prove it. And then Xenon looks at camera <laughs> and says, <laughs> there's no hiding it. She Deadpool breaks the fourth wall, stares directly into camera four, and is like, Selena, now would be a great time to show yourself. And Selena glues Caesar Flickerman to the ceiling. Yep. Then there's no, there's no conflict. Uh-uh. There's no moment where anyone's like, oh, we don't believe you. And then... Like that's, but that's what the whole Fergus like second movie's about, right? Like 
the, the, the first and second films have been like, Xenon knows something bad is going to happen. She's warning everybody. No one believes her. And then sh- something bad happens. And then they like work with Xena to f- Xenon to fix it. There's never the moment in the middle here. No, nope. it's Xenon tells everyone something bad is going to happen. They go prove it. And then she just does. <laughs> <laughs> the only quote conflict is how do we get all these people off the Moonstock space station before moon station before Selena blows it up. And the conflict there is that Caesar Flickerman has already has, has sent all of the space pods back to earth to get his construction crew. But little do we know that protozoa pulls out his key fob to his tour bus space pod and what everybody can get on of course he has a magic bus School that bus. can take everyone yeah everybody but our five protagonists gets onto the tour bus pod and they have to go and do a scene from fast and furious where they take their That's space five. pods out yeah and they throw grappling hooks mm-hmm off the, they don't even throw they're just dangling loosely from their pods that attach to the dome of the of moonstock xenon misses it a couple of times because again this is the third time she's driven and sage is like hey calm down you got it you know what is always helpful to anyone but especially women when they're stressed about something mm. telling them to calm down i well i mean it's good advice it works every time certainly doesn't escalate at yeah. all. Men, try it. Yeah, it'll, it'll work out well for See you. See what happens. Uh, for legal purposes, that's very wrong. Don't do that. It's not working. They're not able to remove the dome until the commander and Judy arrive in a fit of deus ex machina again. And with their help, they are able to lift the now broken and battered dome of the Moonstock station off the surface of the moon. And then, Why as they're they driving away... That? Because huh? Selena said... Everything has to be gone. Or I will destroy. Or I will cause El Nino. Effectively. (laughs) Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then they remove the dome. That's not everything. So we see Selena and Xenon wave at each other. And then Selena makes a space dust NATO that destroys the rest of Moonstock. Could have just done that with the Could she not have just done that with everything? Yeah. Yeah. Could have, but she didn't. Also, Margie's outfit, it's giving me Fred Flintstone. Carry on. (sighs) It's it's orange with the, like, the Her fucking feet are at the bottom of the pod. (laughs) 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 No, she's wearing, like, an orange dress, and it's got a blue, like, collar thing on it, but it's Mm, off-centered, and it looks like a tie. And I was like, Fred Flintstone. Mm Mm-hmm. On the drive back from space in the pod, back to Earth, we get our third scene with Nebula, where Nebula spoils that Xenon has a crush on Sage. You forgot to say that Sage, like, gets the guy on videotape. Oh, yeah. Gets gets Caesar Flickerman saying and admitting that he wanted to colonize and steal the moon. Except for he doesn't even do that well, because he goes, admit you did this, and he admits the whole thing. And he goes, I wasn't recording yet. Do and it again. Admit you did it. And he goes, I did it. Did, did what, what, my guy? You <laughs> yeah. need him to say what he did on camera yeah. if you want that to hold up in a court of law. Yeah. Huh. 
They go back down to Earth on the beach. We have a mashup of Protozoa and Cosmic Blush. It is Proto Blush playing here tonight. Not playing fucking Supernova, girl, I'll tell you that much. No, playing a new song. And I want a new song. And, and then we get a call. Yep. From Caesar Flickerman. For some fucking reason, he's not in jail. He, he calls Xenon and he goes, hey, I know we didn't get to resolve the competition. Yep. You didn't get to have the final. I thought we're going to get resolution. Nope. He goes, I'm planning a new festival on Mars. And she goes, I'm not interested. No resolution. End of movie. We don't get to find out if Bronley wins or if Xenon wins. They just don't resolve it. It's just over. Yeah, Bronley. And, and we yeah. end on them kissing. No, it's Sage and Xenon. Yeah, Sage Looking and Xenon at kiss. The moon. Looking at the moon. Unspoiled. Yeah. Oh my God, this movie, y'all. I gotta know your readings. Max, We got, I gotta know your ratings. I gotta man. say, this is very important. And credits roll, they do play Supernova They Girl. do. Yeah, fine. But it's the OG. The OG Supernova It's the Girl. best part of the whole movie. It is, the credits. Yeah. Yeesh. Max, what's your rating of this movie? Listen, I'm just going to say I haven't laughed that hard making a pod in a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in its honor, I give it a Z3. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's good. Molly? Uh, I had a 3.7. Wow. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's very bad. Um, but I do love Xenon sure, as a character. Sure. It's nice seeing characters we've seen again. I like the music weirdly. Like the music is somehow like the score is memorable to me. I, I enjoy that. Um, if this was not Xenon, I would be giving it like a point four right. yeah but yeah, yeah but it gets bumps because it's xenon and yeah i mean i agree i i think that my three is because i love i i love kirsten storm in this in this character yeah and i like the commander and i like aunt judy yeah. and i like this world and i hate everything else about this yeah i'm gonna echo both of all all of those sentiments it felt good to see these characters again i gave it a 3.1 like, it's just, if it weren't for these characters and the nostalgia factor, it would not be anywhere near that. It right. is wild that it falls off so hard, right? Yeah. Like, we started at, we were like, at like, an oh, eight. Yeah. yeah. And then we go to a five, because we're, like, oh. warm hug. Not great, not but great, not bad. Not great, but, like, average decom. And now we are, like, man, it doesn't really deserve a three, but we'll give it it. Like, yeah. I, because, because of the familiarity... It probably deserves a one and a half, maybe, yeah. but like we'll give it a three because it because of Kirsten, it storms in this role. Like it is crazy how the this movie fallen. is truly one of the most iconic decoms. We name the fucking podcast after mm-hmm. it, and <sighs> and it's it just falls off so hard. It goes off a cliff, man. I, I do think part of why I didn't hate this movie as much as others. In addition to it being Xenon, uh, well, one, the Nebula scenes were ridiculous. Mm. In a, but I think this movie is in the so bad I liked it mm. category. And I think that is helped by knowing the characters. But like mm. the CGI race, it's so, oh, God, so, so bad, bad that it's so funny. Bad. Yeah. It's just, it, it no, te- you're right. 
it it's laughably ridiculous. It's like a lot which of makes you endear. Yeah, it's like a lot of shark movies I like that are like the CGI shark attacks are so stupid, but you can't help but laugh at it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Versus some of these other movies we watch where they're so bad, but they're not funny. They're yeah. just bad. It makes me yeah. It is it is interesting to think about where the line is between a decom that is objectively terrible, but I'm never unhappy that i'm watching it yep you know what i mean like there there have been decoms that i have watched that i am physically uncomfortable yeah watching them you can't and i'm like be over. wanting it to be over and i'm wanting to turn it off and i don't like that i'm watching it <laughs> and those are bad movies this is also a bad movie but i never was like i was just like god it's bad it, i i never was like uh, like un like uh, unhappy that it was on my television. It's like weirdly campy in a lot of ways, maybe. Yeah. But maybe we're saying that because of the nostalgia factor. I don't know. It's just it's it is wild the cliff that Xenon has fallen off of mm-hmm. in terms of these movies. Uh, but let's see hear what IMDb had to say about it. First of all, before I get into the review that I have chosen, uh, I want to thank you listeners because one of you popped onto IMDb and left a review, and the title of the review was excited for the mammoth club podcast review and that felt like a weird moment of like <laughs> wow that's what a what a weird what a weird feeling to see mm-hmm. our, our name on something uh but the review that i have chosen is titled vega omega i like this movie why wow oh they're gonna tell you i am a big fan of the first movie xenon girl of the 21st century me too and after watching the first sequel i thought to myself that they ruined the whole story and the illusion. Until you got to this one. I saw this movie because there was nothing else to see on TV, and I'm glad I did. Because wow. this movie brought back my admiration to this story. Wow. Whoa. The character of Dasha is great. Yeah, and really yeah. adds to the movie. She what? does. <laughs> the best thing of the three movies is the special futuristic language. <laughs> <laughs> that's not... That's not from this movie. That's from the first movie. Zetus Lapidus. My favorite line is Vega Omega, as you can tell. And stellar. That's not new. Okay. (laughs) The producers of this movie are geniuses. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you know what? Get your bag, producers. (laughs) I hope you're being paid fairly. I, you know, I hope you're working on projects uh, and and getting what you need but that is a bit of a stretch don't worry they're not done (laughs) they have managed to create a perfect futuristic movie (laughs) very similar to our world nowadays Uh, but still with the cool outfits and language Uh, (laughs) i would say the outfits are more similar to the real world than the flying cars but Mm. may there be more movies like this one Uh, okay they gave this movie an 8 out of 10. How do we feel about uh-huh. that? Uh-huh. You know what I do think is interesting about this DCOM series is Xenon really has the audacity multiple times to just recast known characters. Multiple True. characters. Like, we just cast Nebula again and then bring back Raven Simone. And in this movie, they're like, fuck it, just have a new protozoa. Like... Let's not acknowledge that we have a Raven again. Like, yeah, well, just, it just they have the audacity. It's 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 wild. It's it's just insane. Next week we have stuck in the suburbs. I have heard some chatter 
on Discord that this is a good one. I've not seen it, but I'm also, I heard chatter that the Cheetah Girls was good. Yeah. So I think this is, I've been burned before. Yeah. Is this the first time we have Brenda's song in a decom or the second No, we, no she's coming back from Ultimate Christmas Party. Ultimate okay, Christmas, Max's the, favorite movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. The first decom that I think you had to turn off. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Halfway through. She was in another one too. Was she? Well, let's check. Yep, because we gave her props in Ultimate Christmas Present. And then I remember. She was in You Gotta Get a Clue. Oh, yeah. She wasn't Get a Clue. That's right. That was a strong movie. Third time. I'm fondly thinking about Get a Clue now. Oh, God. I wish. I agree. And you know what's worse? We're getting Z3 after going to the mat. Going to the mat was good. That was very good. I'm reminiscing going to the mat. I I just, I'm I'm wanting going to the mat right now. I've never seen Stuck in the Suburbs, so I'm excited to watch it. And then I believe. It's the 9-11 movie. Yeah, Tiger Cruise is the movie after next. I'm just, I think I'm sad because I know we're done with the Xenon universe and that's the note we ended on. Yeah. Yeah. Listener, just forget the second and third ones happened. Just go back. If you're feeling nostalgic. Just zoom, zoom, zoom back to that first one and make your heart go boom, boom, boom. That's what you need to do. You can be a supernova girl. You sure can. Yep. Just not in Z2 or Z3. Linarius Major. True. I'm looking at the poster for Z3 right now, and it says that the tagline is, saving the universe is as easy as one, two, Z. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Well, well, listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow, rate, and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our socials and join us on Discord if you want to talk about the pod with other listeners. Join us next week as we watch Stuck in the Suburbs. But until then, friends, bye. Bye. Dum, dum, dum. So allegedly, if, if... If the moon... Yeah. Is it made of cheese? <laughs> <laughs>